Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Introducing a new incarnation of world-renowned spiritual teachings, Higher Balance Dojo. Dojo is Higher Balance's latest digital training membership. Inside the Dojo studio, you'll find loads of curated content, handpicked and organized to help you learn the most important lessons and techniques that are guaranteed to bring about spiritual transformation initiate real mystical experiences, and inspire you to reach ever-increasing new heights on your journey to spiritual awakening. Sign up for a $1 trial to Higher Balance Dojo now and experience it for yourself by visiting hbidojo.com. That's h-b-i-d-o-j-o.com. In this clip... Eric discusses the kingdom, a technique designed to work with your identities, or eyes, through symbolic communication. Develop the mechanism to influence your inner consciousness and develop a powerful presence. Enjoy. To see more and get a link to access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash EJP session 28. Is there any time that you'd ever use like for high guard, the kingdom? Like, is, is that something that you put in place and leave it there? Or, or is there some time that you could actually use that in an active sense? Well, I think that the kingdom is priceless for starters. The problem with the kingdom is that people don't do what they need to do. And it's what's practical is as practical as anything else. If you go on a diet and you lose weight, what's going to happen when you stop thinking about your diet? Okay. You're you're not being mindful. Okay. So you're, you're going to probably put on more weight back. Okay. And so it's the same thing. If you, if you buy a house, and you put a lot of work into fixing up that house, and then you put your attention into other stuff for several years, 10 to 1, you're going to suffer the consequences of the lack of maintenance that would have been minimal, okay? Now, all of a sudden, you have bigger issues because you weren't mindful of what was going on with the house from time to time. So, it's like anything else. So, when you do the kingdom, the kingdom is, is only as good as the maintenance that you go in. You don't have to do the full-on kingdom, but you do have to go in and do a check with it and just re-practice certain elements of it. And if you do that, this is when you start to become a very powerful presence. You become, because it is like planting the, the, you know, the kingdom is built, but a lot of people don't think about what's outside of the, the kingdom, outside of the moat, outside of where the drawbridge drops down on the other side is really the food that feeds you, okay, that feeds the kingdom inside to maintain it. So if you're not being mindful of the crops out there, then you're, the people inside are going to be miserable, which is really your eyes, 
Okay. So in a sense, you, you, you're trying to communicate with your inner consciousness in a way that is symbolic that it can maybe understand and work with you. Okay. And so, you know, it's interesting. We were talking about depression today. And, you know, if, if one were to use the kingdom in a practical way, you would look out at your, your crops from the kingdom and see that maybe they're not doing so well. Okay. And you know that the crops are affecting the interior of your mind, what's happening on the outside's worthless. So if you were to put rain and, and nourishment and tell, the, tell your people to go out and till the soil and, and start working on it and maintaining on it, I think that that would have an effect on your day-to-day life very quickly. And your, your whole persona would, would be healthier and better, okay? So maintenance of the kingdom, in my opinion, is very, very important. That does not mean, and just to be, be an honest guru here, okay, that I check in probably any more often than you guys do. But the difference between me and a lot of people is I'm way more self-aware on a, on a given moment-to-moment basis than most people probably are in weeks or months, okay? So where you guys have technique is stuff that I did decades ago to get me to where I am now, that, that it started to become a routine process that no longer am I thinking about structuralizing the kingdom. It's, it's, I just understand the mechanisms of, of how this all works, okay? So I would say that, you know, there are, you know, who wants to have so much, where's the kingdom? There's energy movements. Oh, there's breathing exercise. This is where you, you've got to say, I've learned these things, what do I want to put into practice t- today or this week? You don't have to do it all the time, but putting those elements into practice and, and keeping it fresh with genuine meditation or a slight swap out for meditation substituted by maybe something else if necessary. Okay. But you got your, your base, you know, there should always be vegetables served with your dinner food. Do you get what I'm saying? There's got to be certain staples that you have to say the majority of time, this should be present. And that's like meditation. Plus what are the two other foods you're going to eat on your plate? So the kingdom I think can be very useful in the sense that the kingdom is with energy, but it's also the the psychology of your consciousness and your, your personality. And, you know, you, you may want to say to yourself, what would be a clever way to approach this? Maybe I'm going to work on my kingdom tonight and we're going to throw a festival, a festival of colors, a festival of life, a lot of dancing, a lot of music. You're going to be seeing all of your eyes all happy and, and the, the, the whole castle is lit up inside and out and all your, your neighbors are happy and you sent gifts of food and, and stuff to other, you know, other uh, uh, distant lands and there everybody's happy and you're thinking to yourself, everybody's happy and that's your kingdom. And then you go in the next day and you're like this. You're like, hey, you know, nice to meet you. I'm so happy that I had an opportunity to interview you here. I've been wanting to work here forever. It's a wonderful place wonderful people. I just, I'm really looking forward to being part of all of this. Anyway, so, but this is really what you've done through your practice the day before or or several days leading up to somewhere as you need to be. You, you were like, look, I don't know if I can be, you know, this in that given moment, but what I can do is set some stuff that, that imbues into me and, and will come off of me without me having to be mindful of it. It's just set, set it and it's in motion. It's just part of the package. That's, that's 
pure brilliance right there. Yeah, and, and it, it's just a way for you to find brilliant ways to communicate. I, I mean, I, I would say there, there's, there's so many things you could do with that. The kingdom is so potent to your presence. And remember, your presence is probably 90% of all your day-to-day interactions with other people. So let's say that, you know, again, I would say this is a great way of looking at it. Forget about energy, forget about all this stuff. Let's find a new way to maybe go after a problem. That's to say you're dealing with hostility in your, in your, in your home or hostility in the workplace, okay? Why not go into kingdom and see them as being a aggressive tribe, you know, trying to, to breach your kingdom? Or it's, you know, or it's a conflict of, of something going on. Now, you don't want to have the problem in your kingdom, but you want to recognize that your kingdom is, is feeling very upset because you're being affected by that person. So the eyes or the knights and the, the hierarchy of, of people or whatever, your royal court, everybody's kind of upset. You know, there's a lot of tension. So the idea is how do I relieve that intention in the inner kingdom, which represents my mind and all the layers because what I feel is what I'm, I'm projecting out. Then once I get everybody relieved and everybody's comfortable and we got the, the, the knights all on their job and everybody's organized to protect the kingdom and everything else, what can I do to make peace with the intruders outside of the moat trying to get in, hurling their fireballs or whatever, you know? I know what I'll do. I'm going to serve them hot cocoa and big kegs and you're going to roll it out and give it to them. And the next day you're going to wake up and everybody's dead because they drank all the hot cocoa, but you put a lot of poison in it or something. No, kidding, 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 kidding. Okay. But if you do that, that may not go over well, but you may find that that the people you're dealing with all of a sudden get very ill and then you got the energy to deal with you. It's weird how this is all spider webbed connected in certain ways. But what you could do is you could in your mind, send out a projection that you see them in a peaceful way and that you you got to have realistic goals. You can't just go send it out there and you, you send your knights out there and you conquer them. Part of, of having or creating a kingdom is to be realistic and take realistic steps, not crazy steps or you will see failures in your attempt and there won't be no point in you believing in utilizing the kingdom because you'll think it's useless. So what you would do is, Look at the situation of hostility and ask yourself in the kingdom, maybe you can find a compromise. Maybe you do something that's a gesture of goodwill and you see them kind of saying, okay, you know, or you, you are willing to negotiate with them and say, I will give you some land in the distant region of, of my land. I can't give you my kingdom. I can't give you my main property. But if food is the concern of you or resources, if you will, it's about money, resources, okay, then I'm willing to give you to appease you a small piece of, of something, okay, that I, that I can be okay with. And then all of a sudden you see them being, you know what, that's better than us fighting with you. And we did get something, but it's not what we wanted. Then all of a sudden you're going to find that you're quarreling with somebody. You're probably more willing to negotiate what you weren't before. And all of a sudden, they're almost ready to negotiate where they weren't before. And it's going to be like a novel thing that just happened and nobody knows why. You just, you're just there, okay? So, you know, it's, it's still at the end of the day, if you remove 
these parts that you have so that you can convey, it's all energy. It's what you're sending out, what you're emoting, what your face is really saying because you're angry, but you're, you're trying to be nice, but you're kind of like, oh, no, I really like you, you know? So it's all of those things. So you're really taking charge of the situation in a adult negotiable way, or you're at least making it so that you're psychologically negotiable and they feel that. So they start to minimalize their own aggressive nature towards you, which means now you can have open communication and that in your mind, you might want to send your best your diplomats front forward in the kingdom. In your mind, you want to send your best negotiators, you know, to the front line. You want to send your, your best seducers to the front line. Okay. Not in the sense to seduce them in a, in a, in a way that's central, but, but in a way that you're putting your best energy forward is what you're really doing. So if we understand eyes, every time you deal with the kingdom, you're actually activating eyes that you may not even know you have or not even were, or at least you weren't able to ever see it in the second or third person. When I'm negotiating, I'm not observing my eye. I just, it's right. It's on, you know, that, that, that particular persona comes out. Do you see what I'm saying? But if I wanted to prepare for that, which I'm doing, ironically, I'm thinking, okay, I got to go deal with the, the car shit. Blah, blah. I already am switching gears. I'm putting on my armor. I'm getting sharpening my, my sword for this, this whole confrontation, my, my diplomatic stuff to win them over with charm and the compliments and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and then boom, boom, boom. And, you know, how can you say no to me? You loved me five minutes ago. You know, so it, this is all eyes. These are all dynamics of a, a working manipulative, okay, consciousness that's that's finding means to approach uh, and ends to a means of what I want to achieve, okay. So in the sense, you're you're doing the same thing. You're just not where where I may be at, but in a weird way, you are already doing this too. You're just taking a cleaner, more methodical approach when you're calm. And saying, these are the ones I want to bring forward. I don't want to be in the moment and just act out whatever comes to mind. I'm going to send out these select people to do the job in my own consciousness, in my own kingdom to go out and negotiate this. Sure, I'm not going to send them out there with the entire army, but I am going to send them out with maybe a troop of, of 10 knights, you know, in case it gets a little dicey. But if I put too much military out there, there's going to be a reaction because I'm being too hostile. Am I, am I putting the military first or am I putting my negotiators first with a few people behind them as backup? You know, that means I'm, I'm not going in hostile, but I'm going in, you know, cautious, but I'm, I'm willing to talk. That's what you're saying. And that's all anybody, that's all you want when you're dealing with somebody. You want them to hear what you have to say, that you want them to hear what you want. And in your mind, you've rationalized it all. The question is, is, are you willing to hear from them? Because they, in their mind, rationalize it and, and meet on fair grounds where you're willing to, to negotiate this. Negotiation is when both parties agree to give something. Yeah, I, uh, as you were saying that and, and saying all these different people going out, I could see it in my mind as the different eyes of the, of the personalities. And, and, yeah, you and know, so you're, you're organizing that entire process and you're layering it. If the negotiation goes bad, I've got my seducers and charmers behind them. If that goes bad, then I've got my, my stronger diplomats. If that goes bad, I got the military. Okay. So instead of saying, I'm going to come out with a military strength and then try to pound them into submission, but now it's, a, it's an act of war. 
Do you see what I'm saying? Which you may not want to do the long game for war. You, you could have won the war or walking away with more resources saved than what you had to expend to win that war. Did you really win? Probably not the way that you had hoped, but you won. Fine. Good. You know, but it, you, you, you're not a good leader. You're not a good king because you really put a lot of pressure on your kingdom and the people in it, which is basically your biological self, your nervous system, your living health of your body. So did you do the right decision process or did you do the wrong stuff at the cost of your people, your cells, your body? And by enabling certain eyes, you're making those ones stronger. The, those like the the, the yep. charmers and the seducers. Yes, and the, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And you're thinking about it because if you think about when you get heated up, now that you guys understand eyes, you understand about watching yourself the first, the second person. You're like, oh, I'm gonna slam that door in a minute, and I'm gonna push this book down, and blah 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 blah. And then you're arguing, and then you go through the motions of what you just plotted to do. Where is the genuine? It really, like, were you really open for negotiations? Because it seems to me you already planted a stunt to dominate through shock and awe. Do you get what I'm saying? That's really what you did. So had you, you, you know, and you're aware of this. Can you at that moment say, no, 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 bring the, the, the diplomats out, okay? In rare cases that happens, but not, not until you, there's usually extreme chaos has already started. So by creating a kingdom and a set mechanism to deal with the situation, your odds of achieving your agenda are extremely much more higher. And I think that the kingdom is one of the most practical things you could use as a tool for whatever goals you want. I want you to understand something that all of the skills that you may learn through, through HBI and wanting to apply them, you can set those skill sets to other eyes. So we, we send the diplomats in and then we send in the influencers. What are the influencers, Eric? How are they different from the diplomats? Nobody's asking me that, okay? My seducers, what, what does that mean? They're my fucking wizards, bitch, okay? They're the ones who are moving your energy and shit and listening to my Bene Gesserit voice and all this other shit, okay? That's really what, what I'm introducing in there, but the diplomats have to be really the communicators, but behind the scenes, uh, okay, if you, if you think of Dune and you, you have the navigators come and they said the Bene Gesserits can't be here and whatever, she's behind the scenes working for the, the king who's being manipulative but diplomatic because he has to be, but he's like, no, you ease in, you, you, you get whatever other information you can, in other words, influence it in other ways, okay? Well, that's what any normal person is probably doing in the first place. You're just doing it on an, an organized level that is badass, bottom line, okay, is that you, you've organized the elements that are random dice rolling in you, okay, and you've organized them now to be an ultimate effect of precision. Your ratio of success is going to be exponentially higher now and the more the night before setting up your kingdom. Yeah, and the night before practicing is the same as uh, basketball players doing it in their mind and, and you know. Precisely. Yeah. So you're, you're winning psychologically you with yourself. You're winning how your body is presented. You're winning because you feel safe because you've created in your mind your security team who better be badass, but not, not you know, better, they're going to be like ninjas. 
present but not seen, okay? You just got to know they're there. You got to know your snipers are up there, but nobody knows your snipers, okay? You know, this is what gives you a sense of confidence in the sense that you feel secure in opening yourself up and making yourself vulnerable, but it's only by making yourself vulnerable that people actually feel, not always, but in most cases, the ability to feel like they can do the same for you and you guys can meet on equal terms. But if you come out there with a full visual sense of, of that, people immediately, if you if I came out from the kingdom and you want to negotiate with me and I'm like, okay, we're going to negotiate, but I come out with full on fucking, you know, military level, big weapons, you know, roaring up, you know, you're thinking he's not coming here to talk. He's here to go to war. Oh, no, I'm, I'm already apprehensive. Uh, forget it. Okay. So you, if you are a diplomat, you've got to ask yourself, how do I win the war without throwing one single arrow, one single stone, one single word that's negative? How can I, that's, that's a powerful leader. That's what you've got to design yourself for and be able to deal with escalation on their part in a way that you still have the ability to de-escalate it rather than engaged too much. Which always goes back to Kung Fu. You want to let it flow over you rather than trying to grab it by the horns. That's how you got to look at everything. In the end, the long game, you will win. But once you lose control of that and your emotions and your energy, you're, you're definitely losing. So, Eric, oh, sorry. Would it be possible or okay to use the kingdom with, let's say, assimilating somebody uh the interviewer per se or do we want to keep them separate well absolutely the the level of your kingdom it starts to go into fantasy okay or in another way you can make it into a sci-fi level okay but you can't make it so sci-fi or so fantasy that you lose the basic elements of identifying roles in your personality okay so if you're like well if that's the case i just have a spell and i get everything i want Okay. What you need to do is you have to always realistically have an organized level of a team of intelligences within you that each have a role and, and how they should be, be presenting the skills that they, they have. Okay. So that's one, but for a simulation, you could say, well, right now, what I'm going to do is we're going to conjure up in, in the chamber or in the digital room, we're, we're going to holographically move into that person's space and we're gonna, we're gonna scan them, pull the data over, we're gonna simulate them, we're gonna learn what, what, so what are you really doing? You're looking at their kingdom and you're sending out scouts and the scouts are assessing how big the military is, what their food supply is, what their resources are, what their leadership, how many are there, you know, what, what potentially position they're going to take. Are they trenching in? Are they not trenching in? That's kind of what you're doing. So that's how I would look at a simulation. I'm looking at that person. I'm assimilating them. So some eye that's in me, whether it's wizards or my, my you know, whatever – or whether I'm going to use a technological level, whatever the hell I'm going to do, it doesn't matter. A technological versus a, a, uh, a medieval, it doesn't give you an advantage one over the other because of that. What gives you an advantage is the organization of how you perceive the roles and how they're going to come out, okay? That, in the end, is what's behind everything if you've removed all the, the, the pieces. What, what is really moving behind everything, okay? You're just assigning character roles to better make it workable in your mind so that you can execute it. And so, you're assimilating. That's like saying you're scanning or assimilating 
and assessing what you're dealing with and how you want to do it. And maybe you could say, I'm, I'm sending a spell. I'm sending an energy out to affect that before we get there. It's just however you want to do that. So you can, in the first person, you can say, I'm going to simulate them. And then I did my, my military or my, my castle situation or whatever. Okay. High guard, whatever. Or you could say, I did that in my work the night before in the process to, to prepare for today, because I know I'm going to be too distracted or too much anxiety to have too many things going in my head, except for the basics of understanding what their product is or what I need to say to them or what I need to, to achieve in general. I expect all these other things to come out in the process without me having to think about it. It's just going to automate. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That was great. Thank you. So the, the kingdom is, is awesome for, for any of that, and it has exponential potential. But my warning with the kingdom where it will feel is when you start to have the power to a kingdom is keeping it at a certain level of moving parts. When you start to have less and less parts that are more combined with multiple purposes because you get lazy because that's what it is, okay, then you're going to lose the quality of, of that execution of whatever it needs. When you can keep it within a realistic level of parts, okay, and identities, but without overcomplicating it, that's when you have probably your best strength is, is somewhere in the middle of not simplifying it and not making it over complex. You know, if you have a, a kingdom, you could say, I have a king, I got a queen, okay? You don't look at the queen as a person outside of yourself. You look at the queen as an aspect of yourself that is your more compassionate or emotional side. You got to just be cool with that and get over your shit, okay? Don't, it's not a gay or straight thing, okay? And for a woman, it's the same thing. You're a queen, but you are the leader. Your king is somebody who mirrored you when you were queen and then they're secondary, just like Queen Elizabeth in, in England, okay? So you keep the role of your power, but you have to accept the fact that that's an identity still within you, but you can, you can see them as two different parts. The part that is above all of that is your, your all-knowing presence. You're like God within your own kingdom. Do you see what I'm saying? Even seeing yourself as a king or a queen as the, the empirical height, it's still another I that's really not necessarily you. It's something you may identify with when you, when you need to be strong. You're in that character role, okay? So, in essence, you want a king, you want a queen for your, your balance of energy and relationship. Also for, for a second voice that you want to weigh in with good communication. So maybe what you don't see, they see in their strengths and weaknesses, and you have that built into you. Then you want your, just like a kingdom. It's literally just like a kingdom. If you want, go Google, look what everybody's role is, look what everything is, okay? And, and you ask yourself, do you have a seer? Do you have a science leader? Do you have a wizard? Do you have you know, who, who, what is your arrangement of counsel? That's really what it comes down to. Okay. Then you have your guild of maybe assassins. Okay. Your military branch, your governorship over your people. Okay. And, you know, you might say to yourself, I have uh, a thousand, you know, uh, militaries, but you only want to have maybe 50 knights. If you're like, I've got to have a thousand knights because that makes me more powerful. No, it don't. Okay. It's really in the sense of how you view your opponent. If you're going to say your opponent has a thousand 
Well, then you got a problem, but you've got to look at it and say to yourself, my opponent has about the same resources I do. Okay. The difference is, is that they have a shitty organizational value because they don't understand the kingdom. And they're just going to randomly allow certain things to come out from them rather than trying to have a structure so that you, you, whenever you have more structure, you have more power. It's the bottom line. Would you ever need like a gesture for comic relief or is that just going? I would absolutely have a gesture. Absolutely. Come on. I use, I use the gesture all the time. Fuck. I, I don't think you guys know, but I'm the gesture all the time teaching you guys. Anyway, it's all a joke. Uh-huh. So anyway, the point is, yeah, because you would be really amazed by humor and happiness or when it gets really intense and somebody cracks that joke and then all of a sudden everybody kind of just breaks it all down and it humanizes. So to have that as part of your arsenal is super, super important because it can alleviate an extreme situation that's getting too intense and just instantaneously flip it to that so that everybody's kind of de-escalated rapidly. So absolutely, I would have a, a gesture and I'd maybe have two, but not too much because then it can make it worse. Thanks. Yeah. But a kingdom is a kingdom and, and there's a reason why it's, it's structured the way it is, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, continuing with the kingdom, when it comes to the Akashic records, you know, in the beginning of the module, you, there's an example you give with the, the puppeteer, you know, talking to the puppet, he's getting all this, you know, universal information, this data from that interaction. Could you have, or do you have these characters inside your kingdom or could we, so that we kind of have these, I guess, pipelines of, Oh, look, remember you can over elaborate it or, or what? That's, mm-hmm. that's one thing you got to be careful of. Okay. Mm-hmm. Having said that, you know, I think everybody is going to design their kingdom uniquely to, to what they can perceive. Don't try to over perceive something unless you're really truly comfortable with, with that. So what I mean by that is if you make it too sci-fi, you, you almost are disconnecting yourself from results from it because it becomes too complicated in a way itself. Sometimes simple is much more powerful than complex. Sometimes complex is better. For me, I mean, you could say that if I want to approach the, the action records, you could say on one level medievally, well, I have oracles. And I go in there and they're smelling the gas or whatever. And they're like, telling me whatever. That's maybe one way. Or you could have a pool of water that is illuminated and that you slowly are immersed in and it gives you visions and knowledge. Okay. What, What you're really doing with that is you're finding a way to bypass the governor. Okay. That's filtering and preventing a flow of information to you. Okay, so you're finding another way to say, no, 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 this is how it works there. You know, this is just whatever. And when you see it as a kingdom, even though behind it, it's still all here. Do you understand? But if you don't think about that, the the governor in a weird way identifies it with the storyline rather than with what's going on. Really, this is why dreamscapes when I do them are can be so powerful as a teaching tool. Okay, so. By saying, I want a source of information that gives me an idea of the future or gives me a sense of spidey senses or warning or gives me uh, whatever you're looking for, okay, it's easier and more approachable in a fantasy mental way, okay, where, you know, most of the time, 
with the kingdom, depending what it is, you're going to get a yield of anywhere from two to three percent. Okay, out of a hundred. Okay, which is what you would want, which would be like ideally what you're imagining. Okay, up to as much as maybe 20, 25 percent. Uh, depending if it's the military or personal eyes that you can relate to more that has less mysticism, which you got to kind of build and make more complexities and, and more practice with to feel comfortable with. Does that make sense? So exactly. your, your ratios are, am I using what I have better or am I creating something that I don't really use and know well, trying to make it better when I myself don't have a very good grasp on it? Got I it. can't expect it to be extreme because I haven't really understood it myself fully yet, but I can't raise the value of it slowly over time, higher and higher to where I've actually built it up to something. Okay. Yeah. So for me, I always thought it was very interesting when, when they had uh, that Tom Cruise movie, uh, the minority report. And in the minority report, they had the three kind of people that were, you know, they go into this, this liquid and they, they would each get a piece of a, of a vision and they would put it all together and they would be able to do see future crimes that were coming from the future, okay? So for me, in, in my kingdom, in a sense, in one way, I kind of like that, that triad of collective thought. Now that I've suggested it to you, I expect you guys all fully to rip it off. That's why I haven't given you the next evolution of it, okay? But the technology that I'm giving you is very good, okay? Again, I'm always exploiting what I call, what I call the real numbers, which is, you know, your three, seven, nine, because I think that that's the coding to some level to reality. Okay. So forget we're in a simulated reality, but, but th this is something that's behind it. So, so for certain aspects, three is better than seven, seven is better than nine, nine is better than three. It just depends on the application and in, in, in how the universe would, would, or the simulation will react to that. Got it. So if you, as the king or the queen go into a chamber and you say to your seers, I need to, to have information to what will come tomorrow. Do you understand? So that I may better prepare myself for what I, what I should do to give me the upper hand. Okay. So if you pose that to them, you just kind of go to this thing and you, you let them submerge and you know, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to understand what they're saying. They can just be saying gibberish. Okay. You've already set in motion through, through your true consciousness to start pulling that data from somewhere. Okay. And what will happen is, is that you, you may not know as clearly somebody is like, maybe I would know, but you'll know. And you'll, you'll find that somewhere in your approach, you, you, you'll find little changes that you weren't expecting in, in how you decided to deal with something. It'll just be on you like very instant. You're going to start to say something. You're going to go, well, and then you're going to change it. You're going to, and if you can watch yourself, you're going to go, I wonder why I did that. I wonder why I, I changed how I feel about, you know, tackling this or that. And that came from whatever vision that was. The second that you try to get specific information at that stage, you pollute it, you whatever. What you have to understand is you set what you wanted. I want a little bit of information, not a lot, because the more you ask for it, the more you're going to lose, Okay. Let them decide what a little is. A little could be the entire fucking weekday, month, or year, okay? That's all perspective. So vague is sometimes more powerful with this kind of stuff. But I want to have insight or, or information to 
the situation and you see the situation, you propose the, the players in the situation or whatever, and you, you offer that. And then you sit there and you allow that information to come to you by walking away. It will just come into your mind is how you, you know your, your system works per se. Okay. Don't ask when or how or add specifics to how it should be because you don't know that. You don't know. The second that you try to anticipate, you're anticipating with a common mind and you really don't know that for sure. So now you're ad-libbing and writing in detail to something that could be completely uniquely from what you expected. So in this case, the less that you try to know, in some cases, is better that it seeps into you and it's more like a spidey sense on the fly rather than you trying to control all the time elements that that you shouldn't be, shouldn't be trying to control from your brain instead of your higher consciousness. Right. So would there ever be a time that you would ask the seers to use a pool of water and just use it to scry the, you know, use it for scrying? Yeah. But I, if, if I was doing it through the kingdom, you have to understand the kingdom, you have to understand what the kingdom is. Okay. The kingdom is really your brain. Okay, it's not your higher consciousness. It's the first thing you need to understand. Okay, your higher consciousness is the governing force that looms over the kingdom. It influences the kingdom, but it doesn't make the kingdom do anything. It influences and, and maybe helps move it in a certain way. It's your desire. Okay, just like I say, if I show you three objects, don't say what they are. All of a sudden, you, you verbal them out in your head, whether you want or not. That's the brain. Okay, so you got to find ways to approach that to to get it to do what you want, because it's not the brain. It's it's you who really knows what you want. But you got to cooperate with something that is not necessarily always cooperative. So you, like a kid, you kind of got to kind of figure out a way to coerce the situation in a direction that is something you want, okay? Oh, you know, Jimmy Sally, you want to run and play kickball now, blah, 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 and get him to be exhausted because you know, really, you just want to take a nap later and you don't want screaming kids, okay? That's, that's coercing a situation to your favor, okay? That's how I look at the brain versus the mind. So, in essence, the kingdom, every single element in there is, is an I, I mean, there's the, the big fat fucking, you know, cook who's eating everything he makes. That's your hunger eye. Then there's the, the lavish one that's kind of just laying around on cushions and everything. That's your, your, your comfort eye, okay? Now, I don't ever really think about them, but somewhere's in the fucking kingdom, they must be in there, okay? But I'm dealing with the more relevant, useful ones because I got shit to do, okay? Not, these, not this shit, okay? But I'm trying to get you to understand that your eyes are aspects of yourself and all those eyes you're prescribing for the first time an identity or a clear and defined job role that they can now work with instead of randomly coming up and fighting over space and stuff maybe they too can become more diplomatic because they can recognize each other's presence you understand so for you as a collective, that's really the, the bee queen running the hive, you kind of got to have your pulse on what's going on and, and kind of directing, okay? That's what you're doing. So your, your kingdom is you. It's, it's all of the tools, all of the knowledge, all of the, the aspects that you've learned and developed over your life, okay? And you're taking a governing role for the first time 
over what you want them to do rather than rolling the dice and saying, okay, every time we deal with something, okay, the, the, the warrior eye comes forward, blah, 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 and then the, 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 the wounded eye comes up, oh, how could you say that? Blah, blah, you know, now you're, you're, you're taking control and you're highly more effective, more powerful because you're, you're ascribing a level of organization. Whenever you organize something in a way with, with a strategy, it's way more powerful, way more potent, way more effective in its, its role of what it wants to achieve than you just going in with a good attitude. You know, you've got to have what if scenarios. And when what if scenarios go, you go, these guys come out. If this happens, you guys come out. If, if we need comic relief, it gets too tense. We want you guys to come out. If it doesn't work, fine. Send the archers in, you know. Uh, it seems like a lot of work, but you, once you get a working system, you tend to not have to get so involved with it anymore. It's, it's kind of automated. You just go and check it in once in a while until it becomes how your, your mind works. And then you don't, you don't do it no more. So you're saying this literally makes you more intelligent. I would say that it leads to higher intelligence. And could one use the kingdom, therefore, then to maybe have high education courses for their citizens, for their eyes, basically, to improve no, them no. and refine them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you have an educational system? What, what are the properties? What are your philosophies of religion? What do you allow in? What do you don't? What are you, what are you hypercritical? Who's in charge of, of the decision-making? What kind of personality do you want to, to help decide those things? How open are you or how ignorant you're going to be it gets to be almost a little overwhelming at the same time would you recommend us starting off simple and then adding components as we go along or implement them all at the same time if you feel overwhelmed simplify if you feel comfortable add little elements to it to the point where you're like okay i'm i'm good where, where i'm at right now i i'll come back and and re-review it you don't really re-review the kingdom ever the same way. The interesting thing about the kingdom is, is that once you kind of start it, when you go back, it's like weird. It's like, like, you know, time has moved on and it's, it's kind of evolved technologically. So you may not see changes. I mean, it depends on how frequent you go back, but as you grow as a person, so does the model in your mind in, in, in the appearance and the structure of, of things in the kingdom. Would this be analogous to cycles of the soul? Well, I don't even remember what the hell I said in cycles of the soul. So I no, hate the, 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 the eyes are going that. through dying and then being reincarnated basically in yeah. different, in different realities to, to further that reality. Yes. But I would say pick which one you want to go with. It seems to me the kingdom in this case is the easiest direction. No, I'm agreeing. It is the, the direction. I was just saying that this relates directly to cycles of the soul, not to do that instead for this exercise. Well, uh, no doubt. Yeah. as we were talking, um, just in regards to, to the kingdom, it, it just seemed uh, very reminiscent of the, the nothing that you are and uh, also kind of uh, seemed almost like a feels-like training in a way that if you're in that kingdom – because you're building this structure, it's like you're building the, uh, the dream world in, in your own right. And so you're, it seems like you, you be able to learn feels like or have a different sense of those 
personalities that you come across in your mind that, you know, like you said, you're the, you're kind of the force in your mind in that kingdom. And because you are that force, you are everything. And you can maybe learn to internalize the emotions of those eyes to then interact with it in this reality. So it's, it's uh, you know, really helpful. Everything I teach is interchangeable. Everything is consistently connected from decades of me teaching to just every single module, hundreds of them is it's, it, it's all really just elements of trying to understand it from different perspectives and refining and elevating yourself. Hell, I can throw, throw a, a crazy wrench into the, to the whole thing. And, and, you know, you know, I've been on a roll with the whole simulated reality thing and everything. If we are in a simulated reality and you are somewhat self-aware, you are prescribed a certain order of what are basically eyes, personality script roles. Okay. So that you can function and look like a personality. Okay. So essentially you're, you're backward hacking your, your own programming and advancing it. Yeah. You like that. Huh? Yeah. I think the kingdom is the most underutilized of your teachings. And I think it's one of the most brilliant really. I mean, cause it, it, you can use it every day and you're actively influencing those eyes rather than having them influence you. Yeah. I think the most interesting thing about the kingdom, if, if somebody were to commit to working on the kingdom on a, a every day, every other day basis for, I would say a month, you would see such a, a dramatic change in, in the elevation of that person. I think it would be so obvious to and almost anybody, they, they would ask, you know, what's going on with you? You know, you, you seem very different. You know, it's not bad. It's not good. I just, you just seem like a completely different person. But the thing is, is that you would probably be a much stronger presence, a much more confident presence, a much more intelligent presence, because I, I would assume you're not pulling your, your stupid eyes to come forward to run the show. You know what I'm saying? You, you're wanting to ask yourself, what are qualities I want? And those are the things that you are putting into what is your court, more or less. That's the, the heart of where the king and queen are, and that's your primary personalities. Do you understand? And, you know, it's interesting because what, what tends to, to deal with the court is your food eye, your comfort eye, your certain eyes. So they're, they're actually the ones that are maintaining the court. So they're always kind of there. So in essence, you, 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 you say, do I want to demote certain eyes and ele elevate other eyes to come into the court? If I can only have 10 people in my court or, or 20 and it's, it's, it's by proximity how close they're allowed to me, how do I want to shuffle that rather than letting it automate and then pushing and pulling to who's going to have the most influence on me because they're closer? You know, who's got my ear? So basically allowing the more uh, useful eyes closer to the inner circle. Yes. Yeah. The most skilled ones, the, the most diplomatic, the most evolved spiritual ones. You know, you can't, you don't want to like, oh, I'm going to make five spiritual ones come up. But, you know, it don't work that way. You, you get one to represent a kind of thought process. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, you, your hunger eye isn't 400 hunger eyes because I like, you know, beef ravioli. So there's a beef ravioli eye and then there's 
uh, a lasagna eye and then there's one for apple pie, you know, or it doesn't work that way. You know what I'm saying? It, it does in a weird way. Okay. But you don't want to go to that level. It's, it just starts to get stupid. It, it's like a collective, a minor uh, collective consciousness, basically. Yeah, you you want to surround yourself by your, your smartest, brightest and more most capable eyes. And you want to encourage their, flourishing in their access because as much as they may have your ear they also evolve themselves by having access to you it's it's to say that the king and the queen in a weird way can say i'm going to give you more grant money for your studies i'm going to give you more grant money for you to journey the world and come back with new knowledge i'm going to give you more grant money to expand your your technology for remote viewing or whatever in in a, in a weird way by them having closer access to you they become the most empowered so if you look at this in psychological ways bad behavior becomes even worse behavior if it's something that you start to become accustomed to Okay. If you get accustomed to having to negotiate stuff on an everyday basis, you get better at it. But there's an eye in you that's really filling that role. Do you see what I'm saying? So the ones that you, you tend to tend to be there are the ones of necessity. So what you're doing is you're removing the ones of necessity and putting them in that outer circle, not getting rid of them completely, but you're moving the ones that you would like to see more influential to the court, okay, in how you make decisions and how you react and how you present yourself is really an aspect of them coming through you. Do you see what I'm saying? And you, you want to say, I want them there and I want them to, to get stronger. I want to be, be advised by my, my insightful, wise ones and my intelligent, rational ones and the scientists and, and the, the, the good, the, you know, whatever you want it to prescribe as an identity. So if you, if you look at the qualities that you are and you can identify qualities that you don't like, okay, and look at them as eyes, you could say, I don't like being so meek. I feel like I'm being walked over all the time. You got to see an eye that represents that. The kindness is you can't slap him and say, oh, I'm killing you off with your head, okay? That would be awful, okay? But what you could do is say, I'm, I'm going to give you a role a little bit further back and we're going to bring forward the female warrior from, you know, from Game of Thrones, you know, and this is going to be the new presence that I want to see more here. The other one there has something to offer. I can't get rid of them completely. Do you understand? You got to be realistic. Okay. Cause if you, if you fail and you see that one is up further, you're like, Oh, this isn't working. What you have to understand is that that one is so used to speaking up. They're squeezing in between that lady and coming between her legs and going, Hey, down here, listen to me. You, you don't want to be involved with that. You get what I'm saying? So you, you've, you've got to say, okay, you know, next time, you know, we're going to, we're going to, you got to suppress yourself a little bit more. Don't make me upset. I'm still the queen. Okay. And I want you, the stronger one to make your voice more present because they're learning how it works. They're learning to do something that they were more suppressed for previously. So they're like, I didn't know I could speak up that much. Or I didn't know you wanted me to speak up. No, no, I do. I want to encourage this. So this is how you strengthen your base core to have a better relationship and that they come more forward in how you decide to convey yourself or what you need or what you choose to do. Cause the highest part of you already knows what is the best properties for you to move forward. It's because you haven't taken control that you are a product of push and pull of what you've been molded to become through, through, through life.
Your, your middle pillar knows the highest truth and it wants certain things for you. It's the question of, can it find a way to integrate itself in a practical method so that it can start organizing itself, meaning organize you to be a better machine and operate in this place in a, in a way that's ideally better for you or more prosperous or more influential. Does that make sense? Oh, this is, this is pure brilliance. It really is. Thank I mean, you. I'll go for that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Sharon, that's that other eye coming up. Oh, call down in there. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, trying to get more brains out of you. <laughs> but, you know, you can't get down on yourself if you're not, like, you know, thinking to think about the kingdom all the time. This is why you've got to kind of have that sit down and forget it. Because even now we, we talked about it, you will, it's definitely already self-organizing because you're, you're having new epiphanies. Do you understand? And it's in itself organizing you in, in, in the kingdom already in a weird way, okay? It's just over time, it's just like going into the dough, it starts to, to re-maneuver it back to the old way. So you have to, like, like, you know, like the katana, you have to force the steel for a while to go the way you want. And then once it's there and you keep cooling it and then reheating it, boom, 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 cooling it, reheating, boom. Eventually your persistence pays off and it takes a specific shape, but that's hot. It's work. The hottest steel makes the, the, the strongest steel. The hotter the steel, the stronger the steel. That means the harder the work you did to change it, the results are going to be that much stronger in, in your presence and it, it won't change. Or maybe over time it gets a little frailed. Okay. But you've got to go back then, you know, instead of once every other day or once a week or something, you got to go back then once a month and just make sure that that steel is, is still as strong as it you want to be. So how much time should we spend on it? Like, at maintenance time, like you say, to spend so many minutes doing it. How much maintenance time, once we get it up and going, how much maintenance time should we spend on it? What's it worth to you? How much energy, right? No, no, no. But I mean, like you, you, you say. Hear, hear me out. Hear okay. me out. Okay. Look, this, this is a difficult question because every person is uniquely different. Okay. And different isn't just about how much willpower and discipline you just have. It's also the demands of your day-to-day -day life, what, who, what your responsibilities are for yourself, for other people, for everything else. So this gets into a little bit of, of a dilemma as to what, what you can do. You know, I would ideally say that an ideal situation for the first month or two, it'd be nice if you guys could do it, you know, just to see these, this kind of change in you. If you could do it once for just a 10 minute session every other day for, for seven days and then make it once every three days. And then for the second week and the third week, once every four days, by the fourth week, you make it once every five days and maybe follow a cycle like that. The other one is, you know, maybe the, the Fu Manchu kind of mystic in you really wants to just, you know, roll a dice and say, how many times do I do it this week? Okay. Uh, oh, well, the universe is saying five times. I'm going to do it at least one time a day for six days, you know, or something, you know, five days. It, you, you've got to really kind of, at some point, you got to take charge of your own destiny. But once again, I think that if you overdo it, you will get a reaction in you that all of a sudden you just stop doing it. If you integrate it in a, in a way that's very feng shui, I guess, in a, in a way that's non- 
work. It's, it's, it's pleasing. It's comfortable. But you want to create a habit of it. You wash every day because you need to, in a sense. You brush your teeth every day for necessity. You, you, you fix your hair every day for necessity. You dress every day for necessity. So these things are, are things that you've learned that you have to do. And some people fight that. Some people don't wash for weeks at a time. Some people don't do certain things. So they've adapted or changed their pattern for whatever reason. The question is, is can you find a way to integrate your own evolution in a way that is going to last longer and become more enduring down the road. So each person has to ask themselves, you know, what do I want to commit to this and, and how serious long-term can I be for this? You know, and I do think that no matter what, the, the kingdom is always there. If you know what the kingdom is, which you guys do, the, the question is, 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 is how effective is, is that court? And if you were to go there, then the truth is you come in as a sentient light coming down into the kingdom. You're like, what the fuck happened here? It's a rat's nest. You know, that would be the greater truth, you know? So it's, it's really how, what's, what's going on if you're going to be truthful, you know? So you decide how often you want to visit that place. And I think that that place has a lot to say over the quality of your life. And you may not realize it, but I, I think it has a huge effect on your life. Uh, I, I was just trying to feel it out because I know sometimes you say too much. Spending too much time on something is better. Is you, worse you'll burn than yourself better. out, you know? Yeah. Well, you, you ask yourself, okay, if you're in the courtyard, okay, are you, you're going to, the eye that's going to end up in the courtyard, if you're there every day, is going to be the resistant eye. And the resistant eye is going to say to the rest of the court, oh, here he comes again. Chop, chop, guys. You know, he likes it that way. Oh, gee, gosh, here we go again. Okay. Oh, yeah, he's right. You know, okay. So you're making him more powerful now. Okay, but you don't want the other one going, oh, you know, he's, you know, yeah, we don't have to do nothing. He don't care. We'll see him in a few months. Okay, so where, where is that happy medium and what eyes are you empowering that you're not really aware that you're, you're empowering? Because you can remember it can work for you or against you. Exactly. And that's that's why I was asking the question in the first place, because sometimes you can do more damage by working I, on I it. would say in the most practical level as as your teacher, I would say once a week for a month and then once every two weeks for a month and then once every three works for a month and then once you know every you know what i don't think you have to be on it on a daily level and you know this is like when you guys discover the eyes you guys are like all on it you know but the truth is you forgot about really doing it on a level but the work that you did do is what really is contributing now to your understanding of this very conversation it's because you did take that that burning passion for a while to understand it. Now you're like, wow, I could take that knowledge. It's not gone. And I can kind of reinvent it on a new level to understand something. So too can the kingdom be reused at a new advanced levels as you evolve. You know, it's not something that I think you need to be constantly maintaining. I think that you you throw yourself into it for a while, work with it, and kind of set it and forget it. But once in a while. Check in on it if you feel that you need to. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, just 
just to say about the the percentage points because you had mentioned this on and during our the last class that I was in on and uh, you know I think it's something that's really uh, beneficial to hear because you know you can get down on yourself or or feel that you you don't have an effect and I think it's important to at least for me right now anyways just to recognize okay am I getting ten percent better or twenty percent or you know what. Well, you know, I have a pet peeve about that. Well, you guys, you know, I, I always say, I, you know, there's several ways I try to always say that if you don't reflect on your own growth once in a while and pat yourself on the back, because if you don't see your growth, you're an idiot. Okay. The truth is you, you, you are the most critical person there is to your own self. And what you need to do is to just step out of yourself and say, okay, before I started down this path with HBI or whatever, who did I most relate to? And you find the group of people that you, you really related to, okay? And you will maybe think all the time you're a little smarter than the rest, but you're still about the same food group in the end, okay? And then you ask yourself, if I go back to those same people who, who have transpired over the last year or two or three, and then I go back and revisit them, do I still feel I'm still within the same ballpark or do I feel like I've really escalated to the point where I really can see how they operate on a, on a, 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 a different level? If you can't acknowledge that growth as a person, okay, you're doing a great disservice to yourself and you're doing a disservice to me because you're not, you're not acknowledging really your growth that, that I have really contributed to helping you do. Okay. Uh, that's my, my point. And so you, you know, people have these, I don't know if you guys think you're supposed to be flying around like Magneto after a month, you know, it's, it's just absurd. Okay. I think that you, you have to realize you got to look at the general population of humanity and that's where you gauge yourself. Okay. And then you, you, you look at religion, you look at philosophy, you look at, at, at an understanding of reality, okay? You know, and you ask yourself, where am I philosophically if I had a four-year degree in philosophy? You guys would be so fucking – anybody in philosophy who has a degree out there will tell you right now, you've, you've exceeded that degree, Okay. That's how you got to understand that. So it's really at, at some point you got to say, how can I use this on a practical level? Okay. How can I use this to, to bring inner peace and harmony and happiness to my life? How can I serve the universe with this? Okay. And, and the rest of humanity. Okay. And those are all doable things. I think that, that one has to stop trying to, prescribe where they think they should be. That's the first mistake. There is, there's an old saying, you know, the universe will put you exactly where it needs to be when you stop asking where you need to be and making suggestions, by the way. You know, it's sometimes, you know, it's like I say, want for nothing, gain everything. Uh, you know, in your meditations, you, you know, for you to contemplate what is beyond the white room is not realistically possible. So when you try to conceive what's beyond the white room because you can't help yourself, you're really prescribing the limits of your best imagination. And your best, your very best is incredibly limiting, 
Okay. So by not trying to prescribe anything and trying to teach yourself to not do that is actually what allows you to experience, perceive something that for the most part would have been beyond your conception. It's it, that one simple thing could revolutionize your entire thinking by witnessing and experiencing it. Okay. Which you never would have allowed to, to happen because in your mind, everything's about the mind. You, you keep distracting it by allowing it to ramble. So it's the same thing that when you try to prescribe where you should be or shouldn't I be serving the force right now? Shouldn't I be moving around like Magneto? Shouldn't I be fighting Sith beings by now? This is, this is all fucking asinine, low-level intelligent thinking. So why are you trying to, to tell the universe what your expectations are and that you're upset that you haven't met it because its expectations of where it's bringing you could be far beyond anything you can imagine at this point. And the, the sheer act of understanding what I just said could be exactly what it's waiting for you to understand. You know, there is an innate power to just being still, to just, you learn knowledge, you reflect on it, you're doing your job, okay, but when you start setting expectations, you really, because you're, 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 I'm not meaning this in any way to be derogatory, but I'm trying to make you guys understand this in, in a very sincere way. So you understand the predicament you're in. You're primitive in your thinking. You're primitive in, in how you are trying to, to prescribe what your responsibilities are supposed to be spiritually. And it's because of that, that very reason why you don't really bloom to this whole big level. Do you understand? If you simply would take to heart the fact that you are studying, you are learning, you can hold on to this fucking conversation I'm saying now, not by like, what does he mean think of nothing? If I think of nothing, it means nothing. You know, what the fuck's he talking about? You got to think of something. You you guys get it. You you have to be like, you get it, okay? But, you know, you realize also how fucking hard it is, Okay. But you're at a point where you're like, I, I understand the elements that are leading to the lack of that control. There's the babbler, there's emotional thinking, there's, there's you know, psychological thing. But you, once you can understand that, that war front, you, you now can just kind of push and, and move yourself up for breaths of air before you come back down. And eventually you can you maintain Okay, but when you start then finding a new way to limit yourself by prescribing disappointment to yourself because you're not where you're supposed to be, you tell me what the fuck it is if, if you haven't been there before of what, it, what you expect to find there. Lower your expectations. I, I promise you, don't have any expectations and it will, it will far exceed anything you could have possibly imagined. Without a doubt. But as long as you, you, you try to silently have disappointment, what you're really doing is you're trying to prescribe what your expectation is of, of, of what the universe is or how it operates or how it should think. That's like a, a teenager who thinks they know it all when you try to tell them something and they do this shit. Okay. And you know, listen, you stupid fucking shit. I guarantee you, you don't fucking know. Because I was once you, you fucking putts, okay? They're, then they go like this again. <sighs> okay? 
really, you're going to win this argument? Aren't you smart enough to know you're not going to win that argument? You need to say, okay, you know what? Go ahead, jump off. It's not that bad. Go ahead. What the fuck? You'll live. Okay. But you're not going to like it. <sighs> Whatever. I should have listened to you. Oh, you learned. You just elevated. Okay. It's the same thing. You're, you're trying to take a level of assessing yourself and you're, you're, you're trying to say to yourself, I should be here or there. Well, what my, my question is, is what the fuck is here or there? What, pepping level? I mean, how, 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 how do you prescribe where you think you should be versus acknowledging where you already are, which you guys clearly don't fucking or know how to do? Clearly, you got fucking common sense. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to me. Bias, yes, but you know, hey. To know where you are going, it's always nice to look where you came from and see how far by that sense of of looking to acknowledge how far you've come. Then you can appreciate and maybe allow yourself to go even further until you can, can see the value of where you came from and where you are, you're lost. If you can't, if you never do that, if you can't do that, you got to get your bearings. If you're falling and tumbling in the air, you've got to figure out when at some point is down and which is up. If you, you know, there's, there's, let me give a scenario to you. You're driving in a car. It's late at night. You, you go off a bridge, God forbid, you end in the river, the car goes underwater real fast, the lights go out, it's pitch black, yada, 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 and you got one option, you got to get out of the car, and now you got to figure out which is up, which is down, which is, I mean, there are people who, who literally don't know what is up and down, you think you would know, you don't fucking know, okay, especially when, when things are happening chaotically, okay, so the first thing you got to do is calm the fuck down because you could be swimming down like crazy, not even having a sense that you're making it worse instead of making it better. If you go up too quickly, what if you're really deep and you end up doing more damage to yourself through, through air pressure and shit? What, what if you're swimming diagonal and you're not, you only got so much air? The best thing to do is to try to, to calm yourself and then kind of let things kind of unfold until you can understand where you are. Which is, where did I, where did I go? What's, where am I coming from and where should I be going? So when, when you're constantly so busy about thinking where you're, where you want to go, you really have lost your trajectory of really where you should have been going. And you only can get your trajectory by looking at where you came from. It's not ego. It's not any of these things. It's a sense of, of, of acknowledging your growth so you can liberate your depressive eye saying you're not good enough, you're not evolved enough, you're not smart enough, you're not learning fast enough, you're not disciplined enough. It was rubbish. Sure, you could be more disciplined. Sure, you could be smarter. Sure, you could put in more work. But that doesn't mean that you haven't done all of those things to some degree. And it certainly supersedes anything you wore before. So technically speaking, by the measures that I'm giving you, you should be saying you're doing fucking amazing. And that's really what you should be looking at to encourage your progression forward. If you have children and your children are bummed out and they're like, I should know how to tie my shoes or I should know how to do this or that. I'm no good mom or dad. I, I don't think, what is your 
really evaluation of that. Do you really think that they're right? They're, they're not smart because of that. It's not because you have well wishes for them. It's because you have the maturity and wisdom to know that they, you need to say to them, well, remember when you couldn't even put your shoes on, on the left foot to the right foot? Did you remember? You'll get past this too. And they're like, yeah, you, you know, you're, you're right, mom. And then all of a sudden they find a way to, to move it to the next step. You, you've got to look at that in your own growth. And, and don't compare it to Eric Pepin. Compare it to the old you and the new you which you are every single day you wake up. And the, the, the person that you were before you sat down today is no longer the person you are now having this conversation. You've already upgraded yourself once again because you committed to listen to my horse blobbly blobbly blob, okay? And you put up with me and you, you thought about it and it reorganized the shit to maybe up it up one more and be able to look at life in a different way and analyze a different way and approach it differently and convey it differently, which now leads to other things moving upward in your life, whether you even realize you're doing it or not. Putting your spiritual knowledge into practice makes all the difference on the path to becoming one with the universe. But there is a power when we gather and practice together which is why Eric is teaching a live two-hour class every month. You'll learn new techniques, practice and connect with the Higher Balance community, and create a tuning fork effect that resonates and creates a ripple effect on you for the rest of the month. To access the full class, go to rebelgururadio.com forward slash Eric Pepin live.